My name is Johan Radievski and I'm the CMO for Malibu at the Absolute Company. The last years have seen a big shift in how we travel and transport ourselves in our everyday lives. But are electric vehicles the future and if so, how can we speed up the transformation of the mobility sector? And can learnings from this industry carry over to other sectors? Hi Jonas, very nice to meet you today. Hi Johan, uh, so nice to be here. Tell me, I mean, I've been reading uh, online about Steelride. Sounds like a super exciting company and a product. How do you describe your product and organization? Uh, Steelride is a Swedish design and technology company uh, that was founded in Stockholm out of a research project. Uh, so we started out uh, exploring folding metal. And the end demonstrator of that project was uh, an electric scooter. And uh, the electric scooter that we invented was uh, was actually something that went viral. We posted a couple of images on our Instagram account for Steelride and uh, suddenly it was picked up by a quite small electric motorcycle blog in the UK. And then it just spread globally, generating over 100 articles. So then we felt, you know, we got to do this. And uh, we started a company and started to develop. And was it just a coincidence that it became a, a motorbike? or? No, no, actually not. Uh, there's a common passion behind this. Me and my co-founder, Tuve Bayer, we were scooter fans. And not uh, kick bikes, uh, the old Vespas and Labrettas from the 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, you know, the the old style uh, mods culture Vespas. Uh, so when I got to know to uh, when I was uh, around 15, 16 years old, I, he was always riding a Vespa GS and uh, I found that fascinating. And how do you define the company then? Like, is it a mobility or an e-bike company or is it more a tech production type of company? I would say it's more a technology company that we want to describe it as but with a clear focus on bringing this uh, bike to market and uh, we think it's an advantage to have a passion for the product because you have a a product that you want to take to the market and and bring the technology to life. That's an application that you you're really passionate about. is much easier to develop fast, and uh, then you also see the benefits and uh, the disadvantages of the technology while doing that. And you you have a background within uh, well the fashion industry from Bjorn Borg, based on my understanding. And previous to that, from a media agency as well. What made you make the jump into you know, new tech and mobility? I think, I mean, I always wanted to create something together with uh, someone that shares my passion for product. And uh, before the media company, I was actually doing hardware. I, I was part of founding Ape Group. Uh, that we, we were at that time bringing a wireless uh, Bluetooth mouse, uh, computer mouse to the market. Uh, so I have some experience from doing that before. And uh, I think after 
you know, like um, sitting on as an employee uh, for about 10 years, I I felt that now it's time to do something on my own. And uh, I'm really happy that that opportunity came up. So I think it's more, uh, I was always like, when I was employed all the time, looking for new ideas and new uh, things to to pursue. But uh, it's quite tricky when you're, when you have three kids, uh, you're, you know, you're middle-aged and, and you're kind of in the golden cage or the bronze handcuffs, you know, to take the jump, to do something different. So I'm happy that uh, Tui showed me this uh, invention or this way of folding uh, while sitting at the dinner at his house. Uh, he, he showed me a paper model of the bike and... Uh, we saw a common opportunity and uh, then we started to explore that. So we we went up to the Swedish steel industry and the, their trade organization and showed the paper model and said, we want to fold this in, in flat sheet metal. So tell me more about that. But I think based on my understanding, that is your USP for this project, really that folding technique. For the ones who doesn't know anything about metal folding, or for that sake, e-scooters or, or motorbikes at all. How would you summarize that? Yeah, it's an easy uh, way to describe it. It's more going from the benefits. It's uh, the benefits of folding something into structure uh, and combining straight folds with the curved folds creates uh, internal strength uh, in, the, in the structure that you develop. And this is uh, true for any flat sheet material, actually. It's not just metal. And that, uh, we call that industrial origami, even though it's not uh, the true sense of origami, it's more uh, kirigami, where you actually can cut out stuff first, so you have more more design freedom. And that enables you to to create, uh, fold things together that fits perfectly, and that creates a strength in the material. So going from less parts, to one single sheet is the ultimate goal and uh, by doing that you can creating that strength you can also decrease metal usage or or actually material usage so you can uh, you can create something that uh, is thinner and lighter and that's also benefit especially in transportation so when we started to compare the chassis we made for the steel ride sport utility scooter one that we created, we compare that to a Neo scooter, a Chinese market leader. And the, the traditional scooters, they're made with a tubular chassis containing many, many parts. We counted their parts in their chassis and it's about 155 parts. And we started to decrease that into a folding structure. Now we're at eight, nine parts. And the weight is also considerably less. So I think their chassis was uh, 45 kilos. Now we're down at 8.9 kilos for our, our chassis with a much higher strength. It's about 50 times stronger thanks to the folding structure. So I assume, I mean, from a sustainability uh, environment standpoint, this is, of course, highly beneficial. And I guess also from a logistic perspective from your end. In terms of like the the consumer interest, how have... You know, potential consumers or 
people reacted to uh, to those benefits that you've mentioned? I think, I mean, it's a combination of uh, the style and design of the bike and and uh, the environmental uh, promise of the bike, you know, the, actually that we, we can decrease uh, by sourcing Swedish steel that's recycled and in the coming years, green steel, fossil-free steel, we can totally decrease the emissions, the carbon emissions from the bike in the chassis. And that that is fascinating in one sense. And by actually structuring it with this technique and making folding easy and, and possible for a manufacturer, we can actually decrease the weight and the actual structures, the manufacturing um, simplicity of the bike. So I think that is a clear benefit and that's also why there are so many people interested. So it's we see that in the in the comments we get from consumers and media that it's the combination of the poetry of industrial origami or steel fold as we call it and, and the, the design of the bike. Because the design is very different. It's kind of future retro in uh, in a sense. And on, I'm really interested about you know that industrial design part. In your perspective, how important has industrial design become in I would say the overall transformation in the mobility sector? Uh, you know, based f- from my perspective from the sideline, I just feel like you know. The forward advancement of Cake, for example, has a lot been driven by their new approach to industrial design in their products. Do you see that happening in more categories also outside mobility? Is there higher expectations from consumers also to really, beyond the core product benefit, also pay more attention and pay more for for good design? I think, I mean, uh, when it comes to design, definitely I think Apple pioneered that uh, with uh, making industrial design like uh, super clear benefits, uh, not just an ergonomic approach, but also aesthetical approach. And usability in combination with that kind of created, uh, you know, a market leader and maybe the world's biggest company. And Tesla is another example, which, you know, has kind of pioneered a new way of actually manufacturing uh, cars with giga presses and uh, exoskeletons for Cybertruck, etc. So I think that people are innovating, not just the industrial design, but also the way they're doing things because more scarce resources, uh, there are more demands from consumers to, to have a less environmental impact and but also a nice design yeah so based on that then like do you see other categories and, and products being benefited from that uh, foldable technique that you're pioneering now definitely i think i mean we we see all electric vehicles could apply this especially since it's uh, more lightweight and it's easier to do complex shapes without investing huge amounts of money into stamping tools and and, uh, big presses. So we see that definitely where we see interest right now is uh, light electric vehicles, uh, cars, uh, enclosures of uh, different sorts, uh, and uh, cranes, uh, 
We even explored uh, folding a bridge. Uh, oh, right. The the Golden Bridge in Stockholm. We did a, a case study of that. You know, what if that would have been folded with steel fold? And there, there's so much advantages of folding things instead of uh, cutting it up and putting it together with welds. So looking forward to the next five years, you can do more things than just motorbikes then? Yes, I mean, we're, all, we're already exploring that with uh, trailers at the moment. So okay. we're looking at uh, a trailer manufacturers, existing trailers, and uh, we can see that we can decrease the weight and the material with 30%. So uh, we're in the beginning, but uh, there's a lot of potential in other applications. Looking forward then, I mean, it's a quite crowded space in general, I guess, e-mobility. Like, what is your view on where e-mobility would evolve into in the in the coming years or even the coming decade? I think, I mean, um, e-mobility will grow rapidly uh, because there is regulations. I heard uh, yesterday from our new uh, board member uh, that 1935 it's going to be banned with, with uh, fossil fuel vehicles. So, and actually the, the mopeds and the, the old motorcycles, they are higher polluters than, than actually the, the cars. Because the engines are very pollutable. Mm. And there's actually more motorcycles and mopeds than cars in the world. So I think that transition will drive a lot of uh, change, but it's going to be super competitive. And um, uh, I think the kind of the ownership models will also change, of course. Uh, like uh, people will rent, they will be part of uh, uh, subscription services uh, and uh, the, all kinds of stuff models will exist yeah going back again to the i mean you mentioned i think the year in 2035 in terms of uh, getting rid of um, uh, fossil fuel for the car and uh, for the scooter industry how are you seeing the more traditional players acting nowadays because to your point earlier you have a lot of newcomers coming in including yourself but then i guess you have the hondas the vespas the yamahas and so forth Mm. um i assume with their muscles and financial stability are they being active in the in the e-mobility space the big players are quite slow i would say i mean they're they're still making so much money on the combustion engine so they're switching. I think there will be a major shift uh, and a major transition happening with them coming in with electric vehicles as well. But uh, right now, it's mainly pioneered by small startups and Chinese competitors, that big Chinese scooter brands. And I think it's not strange because that it's much more of a culture to drive a, mm. a scooter or an electric motorbike or a motorbike in the Far East, uh, so I think there's much more market there as well. So that from them developing something that works there to bring it into Europe has been fairly successful. And uh, especially NIO has uh, taken a l- huge market share in, in a very market-driven uh, vehicle with uh, good connectivity, feature and uh, a reasonable okay 
product. And they are t- completely disconnected from any traditional manufacturer. That's such a pure e-mobility company from the from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. I mean, I assume we will see maybe one or two Kodaks, perhaps even in the, in the yeah, motorcycle definitely. industry then, if they are not transforming quick enough. I think, I mean, uh, I'm surprised that Vespa hasn't, the Piaggio hasn't taken that leap uh, totally yet because they they only released Electrica, which is uh, yeah, it's not something special. So is this? Uh, excuse me for my my poor reference, but this could this be like an IKEA version of uh, transportation, flat packages and foldable technique or? I mean, that's actually uh, something that many of our industrial clients have have approached us on to the promise of having something flat-packed. And uh, of course, that's the ambitions for us as well, to to limit the logistical footprint as much as possible. So yes, I mean, unfold and fold, that's the promise for the technology. Yeah. All right, Jonas, I think time is up. Time thank, is up. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time and having the chance to speak to you. I mean, I walking into this conversation, I thought we were going to speak about electric scooters. But I mean, we've been speaking about business models and foldable metals. So thank you very much for a super insightful session with you and good luck in the future. Thank you, Johan. It's been a pleasure. For me, it's been inspiring and educational to talk to Jonas and learning how he and Steelride have worked so hard to refine their product and how the use of new technology can enable us to really push boundaries and perhaps create a future classic. For me, three things stand out. One, use old techniques in new ways. If you can fold a piece of paper, you can do the same with a sheet of metal. Two, pave the way for a scale-up. Get the product to demonstrate where you're heading. It will help with the future business case. And three, find the right people. Look for the right attitude. The skill set can be learned.